Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 182, episode 5 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of (laughs) iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Friday, April 30th, 2021. Goodbye, April. Hello, May. Uh, My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I would cast 500 pods and I would cast 500 more Mm. just to be the man who talks the news with miles a thousand times or more. Baha, 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 blast. That is courtesy of Math Demigod, Rob Cunningham. Shout out, Rob. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Oh, man. the fuck was that? Tim Scott be like, America's not a racist country. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool, Tim. Thanks for that assessment. Kamala, too. Sure. That just came to me while I was just, re- just watching shit again. Wow. So... Shout out to Jay-Z for that beat and O.J. Yeah. Simpson. Well, not shout out to O.J. Simpson, but the story of O.J. Okay. Did Jay-Z make that beat? Who? who? No, no. Jay-Z okay. doesn't produce. Come uh, on, man. Yeah, yeah. All he well, does, he just moves units, man. He's not fucking yeah. making the beats. He doesn't even write the lyrics down. Yeah. He's no business, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Justin's coming through. No ID. It's a no ID of beat. Course. No of ID. Course, yeah, course. yeah, yeah. That's beautiful beat i would uh also like to shout out rob cunningham for pointing out uh he said congrats on 900 episodes did you know we hit 900 episodes what is that what it is jack yeah it's not even like thousand yard stare it's it's weird to think of it like that yeah shit mate if this is 900 you know holy shit uh, I've, it doesn't feel like it. I also want to shout him out for doing the uh, thing where he basically wrote a song about a thousand, and then was like, "Congrats on nine hundred, though." Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like my mom does that sometimes with me, where she's like, "Hey, congratulations on your uh, six-year anniversary," and it's only five. She does that. Mm. Yeah, she's always a year ahead. Just let me know. But hey, that's why that's why her stock picks are next level, man. Because she's always a year ahead. <laughs> she's always a year ahead. <laughs> wow, wow. But Miles, uh, it's fitting then. Uh, this being the the nine hundredth episode that we are joined in our third seat by the man, the myth, the legend, oh. DJ Daniel Goodman. Wow, yeah, that is incredibly, <laughs> incredibly. It's windmill incredibly in the building. Piss, that's me, baby. AKA it's windmill. windmill. We'll never forget that wedding, fam. <laughs> How are you, dude? Good times. I'm fucking chilling. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very well. Happy to be here on this delicious Friday morning. Yeah, according to, the, oh. according to the audience, <laughs> very delicious. Uh, you have you have a sandwich you were eating before. I Maybe do have we'll a get sandwich. Into that later. Oh, you, oh, we'll get into it. Okay. Uh, you know we'll what? Fuck Rob Cunningham. This is only Whoa. episode eight hundred ninety nine. Come on, dude. <laughs> what are you oh, doing is? to me, man? Make me look like a fool <laughs> up Rob, here. No, Rob, Rob, liar. Liar. Will that count Come on, the man. trends that happens before this. Yeah, I Come don't on. know. Come on, Jack. Uh, Come on, I don't Mac. Know. These are some math demigod shit. It's America. I'm not, I'm not stepping on no math demigod. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe he's next level. Either way, thank you, Rob. I uh, appreciate you. Shout out, Rob. 
Daniel, what's good, man? What's what's new with you? Um, not a mucho. Still just doing some, you know, house housewarming kind of things. We finally got a dinner table. We uh, hung up some lovely pictures in my office. Um, uh huh. Uh, I see. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I see one picture hanging. Well, you yeah. see one picture back there, but I assure you, there are three whole pictures. Oh, okay. In front of, in front of. Okay, me. Donald I, Trump. I feel you. Two to three weeks, huh? Two to three. I'll weeks. I'll turn my camera around for one because you might recognize Ooh! Jack. That picture over there. Yeah. As, hold on. Portland. Hold on. Portlandia. That is, that is, that is one is. Dr. Jack Ramsey, and yep. it looks like Gandhi going through the streets of India. Yeah. Indeed. Bald as hell in some my loose white clothing. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, sitting next to DJ Daniel's mom. Uh, my my, my fa- godmother. Indeed. My keep favorite it in the part family of this, here. And I just want to highlight this for a second is that you can kind of see it, but right above Dr. Jack's head is a sign that says, Way to go, Mighty Mo. Now, uh-huh. the funny thing about the sign is it says, Way to go, Mighty Mo. And then in parentheses next to Mo, it says Maurice, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and then even further down below that, it says Luke, Maurice Luke. So Maurice Lucas, right? Yes. So yeah. this person didn't think that you would understand the oh, phrase man. if it just said Way to go, way Mighty, Mighty Mo. Mo. Which they was were his like, nickname. We have, exactly. Very, it's yes. like Way to go, Air Jordan. Uh, and then in parentheses, Michael, Michael, uh, and exactly. then under that, Michael Air Jordan, <laughs> exactly. the basketball player uh, who just won a championship. Precisely. So Hell just yeah. like so specifically, just, you know, hey, Portland the, uh... wasn't used to winning. You know, that was <laughs> exactly. that was uh, new for them at the time. This is '77 uh, yep. when Portland Trailblazers, Daniel and my grandfather mm-hmm. coached the Portland Trailblazers. They won a title, and I don't think they've won one since. But that was they that have was big. That was huge, mm-hmm. huge for huge. Portland. Can you, do y'all huge. eat free over there? Uh, uh, yes, you should be able to pull <laughs> yeah, the fuck yes. up. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying I work with y'all. When I did our, when we did our live show in Portland, Anna told a cab driver that I was uh, Doctor Jack's grandson, and he. He really freaked out, but did not give that's us nice. a free ride. Uh, <laughs> and wow, man, that's great. Twenty bucks. That's really cool. He man. freaked out because he misunderstood. He thought it was a doctor he owed money to. Right. And yeah. He was yeah, like, no, yeah, man, yeah. tell him I'll pay him back. You're like, what? <laughs> no, nah, no, doctor, the coach. Never mind. Sir. Yeah. He's like, yeah. two rides free. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I was wearing a stethoscope around my neck uh, <laughs> and making her call me Doctor Jack. There you go. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Daniel. Yes. You you had a good sandwich this morning. You seem to be in good spirits. I am in good spirits. We'll talk more about the sandwich when we get to oh. either yeah. my under or overrated. And I'll let you know which one when oh, we get there. My goodness. That's what we call a tease <laughs> cliffhanger, if you mm. will. All right. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to make it three straight with a little Trump update. Mm. But he wants... He wants credit. He's saying, I did the vaccine. So we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about his homie, Tim Scott, who did the rebuttal from the Republicans. Uh, we'll talk about the Biden speech just in general. Some pretty, some pretty good pull quotes and then a lot of uh, kind of platitudes, vagueness. But sick, sick. You know, shout out to those great pull quotes. Uh, apparently, Amazon cheated in that union, <laughs> in that union vote. Uh, no. was like Amazon crushed it. They should like unions are done in America. The people who wrote those headlines should be banished. Yeah. Being like, yep, they fuck. Wow. Look at that. A lot of times those dead. headlines were on top of stories that then talked about like just the 
utter fuckery that Amazon was pulling. But they were like, I guess, you know, this is why it's hard to unionize in America. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) They crushed it because they're being sabotaged. They might have gone even over the absurdly, uh, you know, corporate biased line that they're not supposed to cross. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the summer of NY Mm. that sex god Mayor de Blasio has declared, uh, keeping things very sexy in the Big Mm. Apple. We're going to talk about uh, the Roaring Twenties, all of that, plenty more. Uh, but first, DJ Daniel, what is yes. something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Um, how to use After Effects. I've, mm. uh, I've been recently trying to spruce up the old Twitch stream with uh, uh-huh. stupid videos and animations and fun stuff. And uh, I've decided to take advantage of our access to the Adobe Suite and mm-hmm. uh try and you know figure out after effects and uh so far uh i would say uh, i would say solid b success so far mm. and uh yeah huh. it's been good what are you trying to yeah. add like uh, little animations to the your overlay and shit precisely so they call them stinger transitions and it's when you go from one scene to another rather mm-hmm. than it simply fading or wiping or whatever or you have right. a cute little animation like i have a, i have a I have uh, curtains opening and closing, oh! and for oh, when I play D and D, I actually have I made a little like animation thing of like a castle coming into frame, a, a person with a bow getting eaten by a bear, a wizard oh, casting shit. a spell, and then two cherubs carrying a, a little sign that says Dungeons and Dragons, and then we switch those, to the D and D screen. And so you're animating those, like you just sort of have the vector art that you're sort of animating. Bingo, exactly. Yeah. So it's all Jack, I mean, art. I remember just... when you were telling me about this when we were comparing OBS Twitch overlays, indeed, and how yeah. you have all your scenes set up, and I really think. <laughs> Thank you for that. And because of that, I did get the Elgato Stream Deck XL because of your recommendation. Oh, you got the XL? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because you said for what I'm trying to do, it's the regular one ain't going to be enough. And yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Guy like you, XL. (laughs) Guy like you. I would love. Uh, that. I do love. That, that sounds like a XL. weird character, which is a car salesman who <laughs> has like to you. now sell video game shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I like you, has, you XL, yeah, man. same fucking strategy, but video game, but knows nothing about the product. Can yeah, I get what you a cup of coffee? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you, doing? Uh, you got the RPGs going. Yeah, yeah, this go. thing's got good RPGs on it too, man. You're gonna love. You're gonna, it. Want, you're gonna, gonna love. Got some in this Xbox. Power. Yeah, frames are gonna look good. But yeah, that's my latest search. Uh, I'm a, I'm just enjoying Anna Hosnia's commentary along in the in the chat. Uh, she mm. pointed out this is an audio format, Daniel. Uh, yeah, exactly. So all my hand uh, motions don't uh, yeah. don't really do anything, or showing pictures of our grandfather not really uh, <laughs> not really translating to the audience. But alas. that's why yeah. I added those. Now textures. you're talking about graphics. Yes. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated? Well, uh oh. I'll the tell pause. you something the I think dramatic is overrated. Pause. I feel like it's going to be one of us. Which one's Something that's be? overrated is this uh, Uncle Polly's Deli Bacon Egg and Cheese Sandwich. We're going over with it. Damn. We're going overrated, unfortunately. Okay. We're going okay, overrated. King. Yeah. So okay. here so there's there's a couple there's a couple things that factor into this decision. One, the advertising is trying to sell them like a classic bodega breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I think something that comes with the classic bodega breakfast sandwich is is speed and mm-hmm. affordability. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This Commuter was a, food. Exactly. This is a $10 breakfast sandwich. Oh, get the God. fuck out of here. $10 bacon egg and cheese. I think it's like it's 8 it's like 8.50, but then after tax you're looking at like 9.30, yeah. 9.45. And so you're paying 10 bucks for this sandwich. Get a little change back. 
Yeah, the way you tip, 10 bucks. No, nah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Moreover, 37 moreover, cents at least, man. Moreover, I called in my order. I said a bacon, egg, and cheese. And the lovely person who was, who was um, on the other line said, that's it? Which I think is an appropriate thing to say because the breakfast sandwich, you whip it up, eggs, bacon on a, on a Kaiser. And in yeah. terms of the in terms of the definitional ingredients of things on this on this sandwich, it's eggs, bacon, American cheese on a Kaiser roll. In terms of ingredients, I couldn't ask for anything more. That's ex- that's right. more or mm-hmm. less exactly what I want yeah, out of a BBC. Those but then I say, uh, "Yep, that'll be it." She says, "Okay, fifteen minutes, uh-huh. like fifteen minutes." Now I imagine that, like, imagine that you know you walk up to your local bodega and you say, "I'll take a BEC." Fifteen minutes, exactly. A line out the back for a breakfast sandwich, and like. You know, I, I might. Oh, you're saying there was a line? Well, there. I mean, there were people waiting outside, partially because of the fact that it's only one person in the store yeah, at a time. Yeah, so small store face, right. blah blah blah. Social D, of course. There was a line. There was a line of people waiting. But alas, I ordered my sandwich. I drove on over there because I figured that the 15 minutes was generous. I figured that was like it's a BEC. Right. They're telling you to get in there in 15 minutes. So that when you show up in 10 and it's ready, you're like, oh, boom, great. It took 20. Oh hell no. It took 20 minutes to make the sandwich. And if I had just walked up and was sitting there on my like way to work, per se, and was like, I'll take a BEC, take a bacon, egg, and cheese, and I mm. waited there for 20 minutes to get the sandwich, that's that's a little too much time, in my like in my personal opinion. Fucking fetishized bodega food, overpriced right. bodega and food that's, wave. And that's so the thing stupid. about like, it. You, they're like, oh, it's so cool. Like, when you live, when I actually live in New York, I go to this bodega, I get like fucking, I can get anything, I get a fucking chopped cheese, whatever, at any time of the night. And then now... It's all about just like bringing that here, exactly. And because we're bringing it here, the fucking quality is substandard, and it takes too long, and, and it it's more expensive, and it's, and it's expensive. not convenient. Like no. the the reason that people are into it in the first place in New York, exactly. precisely. Now, something I now I want to make a, a very careful amendment to this review right here. I'm reviewing okay. specifically the bacon, egg, and cheese here. Yeah, because everything I have else found Uncle to be Polly's. lackluster. Fever. I really Fever. like Uncle Polly's. And in fact, there are other sandwiches which are only ten to thirteen dollars for a high quality, a bunch of really high quality deli meat sandwiches are good. And that's a sandwich that I would wait fifteen to twenty minutes for. Look. But I just feel like when you're selling a breakfast sandwich where you're saying only till noon on the weekdays and all day on the weekends, come get your breakfast sandos here, you're setting an expectation that you're selling a breakfasty item. It's brand that just shows you but to... that's like that's what I think that's what New York obviously can dunk on L.A. all day with, which mm. is the lifestyle sort of and how that relates to food, because here it's a bunch of motherfuckers that don't work or right. like are right. trust fund kids. And they like they're like, yeah, I can wait. I'll pay 10 bucks for a thing. I'll wait 40 minutes for for breakfast. Exactly. I don't have anything exactly. going on. Bingo. Whereas like I like the pace. I just like how when you go and have to get shit in New York, like especially when I used to work for Conde, like in fucking down by the World Trade Center. And like, it's just a lot of people working and all the lunch spots like move at fucking lightning speed. Yeah. I just like that shit. I agree. Um, it's the I efficiency, agree. but mm-hmm. we're, we're very, so very like, efficient. We're such fucking, I don't yeah. know, man. And you're yeah. incidentally walking past those bodegas. You're not like going, seeking them out, having to wait in line. Yeah. You're not making a reservation. Oh, man, right. I love New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. Cool. So you're overrated as a local. It's Los Angeles. Is a very, <laughs> very. <laughs> it's the Los very Angeles local. standard of taking something and then turning it into this plus up like, ooh, special experience when the yeah, goal right. is efficiency. That's why, you know, like, it's like when you see like taquerias in New York. 
Miss me. <laughs> Miss me. <laughs> See, because they're doing the same thing with like, oh man, you know how good the tacos are in LA. What if we mm-hmm. did that over here in New York and we do all this other shit? And not yeah. to say that there's not good tacos there, but it's like they're they've they're doing the fucked up thing where here we keep it quick and grimy because that's just the that's the the scene it's born out of. But when you try Bingo. and fucking cityfy it, it loses all its shit. Agreed. Also, just something that uh, I don't want to skip over the uh, use of social D as for social distancing. <laughs> yep. Yes. I mean, if they had made it like cool, like Sunny D the whole time, uh, yeah, I might have actually could've. done that shit. You know, I might have, I might have been on board. <laughs> I was wondering why you were inviting me over to breathe in each other's mouths during the whole yeah. pandemic. I was like, Jack, we literally just got locked up. What are you talking about? <laughs> Party, Relax. man. We got a rave. We exactly. still got a rave. Is social distortion canceled? Uh, I was no. thinking of social distortion. I'm like, okay. they're from Fullerton. I wonder what, what came with social distortion in the year of our Lord 2021. We'll, we'll, look, them, we'll look them out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. They could have done a sick PSA for social distancing. Exactly. Darn it. What is something you think is underrated? Uh, Underrated. And if any of you listeners follow my Twitter, you've seen me talking about this a lot recently. Is this artist named Swarty. Swarty, and I texted Miles about this yesterday. Swarty is this artist who was formerly of the group The M Machine and has struck out on their own solo. I used to, I mean, struck out is, it, I feel like it's the wrong phrase because it means to go out on your own, but it also has the implication of like failing because you strike out, but like thank they've right. gone out on their own. To, home run on their own. Exactly. Home run yeah. on their own. Home run? As this, as this odd, <laughs> yes, in my personal opinion, as this artist Infield sporty. Uh, Extra base hit. I think they knocked this one <laughs> out of the park. Down the third baseline? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, <laughs> it's just, you know, in this time of everybody doing all of these like internet-based live sets, like as music has tried to continue on in the world of places like Twitch and YouTube and live stream format, you see a lot of people doing performances where it's like their band or their DJ set either in front of a green screen or in their garage or something. And it's like, that's really all people have right now. It's like, I, I don't expect everyone to be performing on a fake, huge stage or even a real stage of any kind. But when someone takes the medium of like a film performance of some kind and really goes all out with it, I just have an extra appreciate for that appreciation for that. And this set from this festival called Secret Sky, hosted by Porter Robinson, this artist Swarty did probably my favorite performance I've seen over the last year. I could not recommend it enough. 35 minutes long, beginning to end, so well produced, directed by this like master puppeteer has all of this awesome music and awesome prov- I just like I really can't recommend it enough. So if you get an opportunity, go look up Swarty Secret Sky set on YouTube and you will not be disappointed. Now we're we'll gonna need a spelling movie. on that because uh when I sure. Google Swarty, yes. uh the first thing that comes up is Urban Dictionary, a game played by homosexuals in which they use their penises in the place of swords replicating the popular sport of fencing. Mm. Uh it is that, it is not that. So maybe okay. it's Swardy, Swardy, but it's S W A R D Y. S W A R D Y. Urban Dictionary fucking entry. Oh, fucking so. Mitch McConnell? Urban Dictionary <laughs> is what we have now that Yahoo Answers is gone. Uh there you, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just but yeah. Swardy Secret Sky, S W A R D Y Secret Sky set on YouTube. You just uh, you sit back, relax, and enjoy 35 minutes of really enjoyable vibes and masterful puppetry. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Uh, oh, by the way, two things that have been recently, or I guess Anna was saying Chad uh, is something worth checking out mm-hmm. it, now, while we're talking about underrated shit. Oh, and yeah. I wanted to shout out 
shows on Amazon Prime. I'm on my second Amazon Prime streaming show that has no coverage. Like they, they don't even have reviews for the second and third season. Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton. And it's fucking good, man. Compared okay. like Netflix is gets all the attention because everyone has it. Nobody really pays attention. But like I watched Patriot before. That show's fucking good. Uh, and no, like you can't find very many people. There's just like a small subreddit talking about it. Yeah, it took somebody to tell me to watch it. Yeah. For me to watch it. That's the one where the dude is like the CIA spook, but he does like folk music. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah, it's good. Like it's I don't know. If it if it was on Netflix, people would be uh talking a lot about it. But both instead those shows. it's on Earthfucker Bezos channel. Right. Yeah. So it gets all wanna, this bad press. I feel like he gets too much bad press, and I just want to shout him out. Uh is his brand toxic? Yeah. <laughs> is it affecting <laughs> other people associated? But oh, like boy. for these people who are making good shows that are just getting buried on his shitty platform, like getting to see Billy Bob Thornton be a dirtbag lawyer uh, is is fun. Anyways, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, let's let's make it a trifecta. Three straight Yikes. days of uh, Trump menchies, but. My the thirst favorite. is is strong, as you put it, Miles. Yeah, it's look from first, him, not from us. Yeah, well, who knows? Yeah. You know, clickbait yeah. and all that. You know, whatever yeah. you gotta do to keep the ratings up. But yes, Mister Hydroxychloroquine has a new take because it seemed we just saw if we were talking about for three days. First, it was uh oh, support is slipping for Trump. Then the next story is, hey, he's thinking about doing rallies again, getting back out there. You know, he's king making again. You know, he's still very relevant. To now, because Joey Badass had to have his first big boy congressional address, Trump now had to swoop it called Fox, baby, to let him know that he had some shit to ramble about. And it's all about the vaccine. Uh, specifically, he's just like, I did the vaccine. He said that sentence as a, <laughs> word as a statement. I did, oh, I did, I the, did vaccine. the vaccine. Okay, it's word, not a, yeah. The vaccine is not a dance. It's not the Millie Rock. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did the miss. You did the vaccine. What the fuck does that mean? And then he said, if I were president, the vaccine, you wouldn't have had a vaccine for five years. Three to five years would be the minimum. <laughs> Motherfucker, he wasn't in the lab. Oh, he wasn't shooting go. with him in the lab. Right. And then he said, I got it done in less than nine months. And that's only because of me. And look, yeah. I guess in a certain way, I'm the father of the vaccine because oh, I was the sure. one that pushed it to get it done in less than nine months was a miracle. Uh -huh. People are saying, uh-huh. Okay. Okay, sure. You're the father yeah. of the vaccine. Thank I you, mean, sir. The, it's like you can almost discount it without his like massive Twitter megaphone. It's just like that. That seems silly. Yeah, because this will get retweeted to shit and quote tweeted and dunked on and create yeah. all this other thing. And I, it's funny that I had to go looking for the people who talk about what happens on Fox and shit. To figure out what this take was. I mean, obviously, once that happened, this became a headline. But it does, like, you know, that would have been, if he were still had his Twitter, he would have tweeted that shit last night. And it would have fucking, the I don't know, whatever would have happened. The media would still be like, yeah, this, <laughs> can you believe him? Mm. Yeah, I, I like this way better. Yeah, but yeah, he did the vaccine, y'all. He did, I did the, the vaccine. vaccine. He so, did it. Oh, he did, you know, it, did it. I did it. <laughs> 
I just wanted to. So speaking of Biden's big hundred day speech, a couple pull quotes that I thought were pretty impressive. White supremacy is terrorism. Hell yeah. Yes, indeed. Wow. Big cosign. Trickle down economics doesn't work. (laughs) Big cosign. Yeah. Cool. I mean, like we've known that for a while. I, this one was the most surprising to me, and also the the one I want to talk about because it seems to symbolize his willingness to say the right thing and then just completely not back it but with any policy. He said, Wall Street didn't build this country. We stole it from indigenous people and had slaves there do it. Go. There you go. <laughs> the middle class did, and unions oh, the built the middle class. Unions built the middle class, he said. Wow. Okay. Okay. Okay, so what now, are you gonna do? What's the solutions so, then? Right. Yeah, right. I like I like those sentences. <laughs> the solution exactly. to the white supremacy thing are is a police reform bill that's in Congress that is obviously gonna be woefully inadequate to the problem. And okay, yes, okay, he's okay. bragging about how it's gonna get uh, cross platform or cross the aisle support. <laughs> cross platform. So you Dude, you cross-platform? know that's not a you know that's gamer jack be, over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cross platform also. Steam or Xbox, man. You know, me and me and uh, Joe are are both big gamers. Big game. <laughs> we have gamers. gaming on the brain. Yeah, y'all just been farming a ton in the division too, huh? Oh yeah, man. Too, too much loot. Too farming. much. Uh, no solution to the problem of unions uh, just getting railroad in this country that doesn't involve going to war with big business, and I don't see that being a a path he's willing to take. But he's certainly talking like that, and I don't. Like, is this just the new strategy where he says the right thing yeah. loudly and then is just I like, mean, look, you you look, you and many other people were spellbound by the idea that he said words that were, you know, prior to this would have been hot takes that you couldn't say as a president. Right. But because too many people in this country now, like, are off a lot of these myths, like, that's where you got to be. You got to say stuff like that's true. White supremacy right. is terrorism. Right. Uh, trickle down em- economics doesn't work. Yep. Yeah. Sure. But if you're not backing that up with some real shit, then it's just you're just taking advantage of the Overton window being all fucked up. And you just came in here saying just uh, making observations right. and not really offering something radical, which is interesting because he said things like I was trying to pay attention as I watched it. It was very difficult. But he said he would say things like, you know, from everybody, we got to help the poorest of the poor. But it's like you'll use these terms like poorest of the poor, but you won't actually address the concept of there being the poorest of the poor. You know, like it's a rhetorical barb to use to say, like, this is going to help everybody. You know, even the fucking dirty people that I don't have a plan for that, but, you know, them we will get to them, too, at some point. And then he also said this other thing that was like he was treating rising insurance premiums like a boogeyman. That and like not a societal issue that he had the power to change as president. You know what I mean? Mm. And that just felt weak as fuck. Where he's like, and we got to do this, you know, to protect them from rising insurance premiums. Mm -hmm. Well, then why don't you slay the rising insurance premiums beast by completely changing our health care? Right. Like rather than be like, oh, what? because then this other thing's on the other side of the door. You act like you can't do that. You act like you can't. Fucking f- like actually advocate for real substantive change. So while a lot of the other stuff is a good step forward, I think like everything, and I'm you know I'm part of a certain group of people that always be like, this is just not going far enough. Mm-hmm. But that's what it, the energy was like. Uh, it was like stuff that I was like, oh, okay, cool. He said that he's pushing back against a lot of old school like neoliberal nonsense that Democrats used to say out loud in these kinds of events. 
Right. Um, but I'm also like, yo, there's some, ah, so, so much still to be done. But yeah. it's a start, I guess. But that's, yeah. I don't think we can keep getting fooled by, by accepting it's a start. Yeah, right. That's the sort of pivot that the pundit class or whatever will do is be like, but it's a start. You know, it's a start. It's a start. It's a start. But we've yeah. been, it's a Are starting they, for right. centuries now. Yeah. Have they well, stopped paying attention? It's a start. It's a start. Are they no longer reading? Okay, cool. We can move yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we can move on to uh, talking about the dick measuring contest between <laughs> Jeff Bezos and dick Elon now. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's yeah. big news. Um, <laughs> that like, There's this part that I just like found that just is is perfect like democratic speechwriter not saying shit uh said i've often said our greatest strength is the power of our example not just the example of our power my conversations with world leaders and i've spoken to 38 40 of them now i've made it known i've made it known that america is back what the Ow! fuck are you talking about? Like, what does that even mean, no, bro? Uh, and if that, if, hold on. And then, Joe, can we get a transcript of that call? Are you even like, there we hey, go. America's back. America's <laughs> back, baby. <laughs> and you can take that to the bank, but it won't be gold backed just by the threat of our military. See you later. Right. I don't, okay. But, you know, again, it was refreshing, though. I'll say this. It was refreshing to have someone go up there and say things like, I'm trying to look after trans people. I'm trying to look yeah. after X group. But I think that's the part that kills you inside as like a a person who who will vote for the Democratic Party is you're like you're saying, you know, they all know how to say the right shit. But when it comes to like actually making shit messy for the people that are oppressing us, then it's oh, turn the volume down, turn the volume. Down. It's too loud. It's too loud. This is I mean, I, I equate this to the conversation about climate change right now where people are like, hey, you can do your part. Like, we work together. We're all strong. It's like you're talking about making changes on this very incremental level when the bigger picture is these 10 companies that make up 70% of the fucking waste in our world right now. It's like, oh, we can't touch that. Can't touch that. But you can keep using, you know, less straws or something. Y'all don't give me that much money. Yeah, exactly. For my campaign. So, how about y'all start using these metal straws? He also referenced the. Martin Luther King Jr. thing about the long arc of American history bending towards justice, or I think he said the long arc of history bending towards justice, whereas I feel like it bends more towards the, at least in America, the great man theory of history where everything is like anti-democratic and shaded by like, you know, every everybody just pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that quote is more like that bend towards justice is actually an optical illusion being caused by the curvature of the earth. There is right. actually no bend towards it because it's right. oh, like it's so fucking slow. And I think it's just it's these a lot of these things that allow this idea that's like it's trending there. We're moving there. Meanwhile, you look at other countries like just wholesale being like, no, nah, this shit isn't working for our country. This is a new thing we're doing. Fucking. Uh, paid paternity maternity parent leave whatever you got to do and here it's like (laughs) and that's the reason that i worry about uh like the this like incremental shit is that like you need drastic changes to show people what is in their best interest because american culture is so like just allergic to any sort of collectivism like they need to be shown Okay, this is in your best interest, or else you know I'm sure the Republicans will find some some way to weaponize it. Um, 
that will be effective because everybody likes to believe that uh, America is just a bunch of great men pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. And, you know, you just got to give people the the opportunity. Anyways, Tim Scott, uh, you know, that so that was our rebuttal. Tim Scott had some other ideas. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Oh, I mean, look, they got the sole black Republican. Uh, and I don't mean soul like S O U L like he got soul. I meant S O L E like he's the only Black Republican. Uh, although I'm sure I'm sure there's some weird emails where people are like, hey, get the soul Black Republican up there, huh, Mitch? Mm-hmm. This whole thing is they had him go up to give the response because it's so transparent, like uh, it, it's so cringy to be like, hey, we're dealing with a lot of people are observing that we're one of the we're just a toxic racist party. Uh, so we need to deploy our token Black senator. <laughs> To mm-hmm. go and soothe the base to convince them that what's happening is actually not happening and everything is all good. Uh, because he was, my God, it was really, it felt like the, everything that was like a huge sort of pain point for the Republicans, not not pain for them, but like something they're having to deal with optically is sort of all these voter suppression bills where people are saying, this shit is racist as fuck. Y'all are trying to disenfranchise people of color and you don't want them to vote. That's what these things are for. And then you have Tim Scott explain this to the base, say, no, 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 this is not racism. That's not what any of this stuff is. See, we're just protecting the integrity of elections. It's mm-hmm. oh, oh, thank God. Like it, it, like all of these things were offered, I think, for the base. Like, yeah, that's that's right. OK, good. It wasn't because because everyone's saying like everyone around me is telling me that uh, I'm I I have this like white fragility and my unwillingness to confront my own feelings of tenuous de facto racial and socioeconomic superiority are clouding my my observational uh, awareness of this country. Uh, but right. then he goes on again. It's not that we don't have we don't have a racist police system. It's just that Joe Biden is dividing us with this Thank rhetoric. You. It's a lot of misdirection <laughs> bullshit. I love it. So it was also Joe Biden's fault in what back during the Trump administration. When- yeah, I mean, it, it's so stupid. It, it like that's the thing is all of these things are said in this weird space time continuum where Donald right. Trump didn't is like literally Abraham Lincoln right. and Joe Biden <laughs> is some fucking weird. Che Guevara. Well, yeah, Joe Biden is some weird old guy. So, right. yeah. But all that to say is that's it, it's still coming from this just very unaware place. And then the other thing, too, was they had to have this man say he's like, as a black man, you know, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, just hey, just so y'all hear from me, a black man. America is not a racist country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Stop oh goofing around. Oh, um, boy. Oh, boy. Meanwhile, the Democrat version was actually the same because Kamala Harris was like, no, I don't think America is a racist country. We just need to be honest about our history. Uh huh. Oh, see, those are words for white people you are afraid of upsetting when you say yep. shit like that, because you can't just say what it is. It, there is an absolute tremendous problem with racism in this country. It is systemic. And it, to act like it's like having a blue house that you just bought and you're like, oh, you got a blue house. You're like, no, nah, no. Nah, see, the owner, the last owners, it was historically blue. Right. This house. I'm like, I'm looking at the shit now. It's blue. But you're the owner. Yeah, but it's not blue. You know, but we have to acknowledge the history. Yes, it was blue. Right. Uh, but I'm like, but so you're going to paint it? No, no. Someone no, made the decision to paint it blue uh, before. Um, and we just have to be honest about that. Uh, we don't have to say that it is currently blue. Right. Like, so yeah. if you can't acknowledge, like, if something isn't, then how are you going to figure out how to 
address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what is so infuriating about sort of takes and quotes like that, because it's it completely lets people off the hook again to go off and be like, yeah, no, everything's okay. Everything's okay. Kamala said it. Hey, Tim Scott said it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, we're just, we just have some things we got to sort out. It's like, no, the, yes. And they're active and they've never stopped. But yeah, it's interesting. You know, so, some of the shit that Biden said was straight out of a, like, Bernie Sanders speech about, like, billionaires getting richer and everybody else getting fucked. So we'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where this, like, rhetorical direction takes us yeah i i think the one benefit was he he did have some good sort of verbal like rhetorical setups that will make it it'll be interesting to see what republicans do because he's sort of like well we can't do nothing right looking at that side of the chamber to be like because that's what the options are you're either gonna fucking help or y'all do nothing right and then that's what we'll keep saying they did their 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 rebuttal to trying to do good for the people was to do nothing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll, again, yeah, we'll see. It's, it, it, it all depends on like what kind of legislation comes out, what they agree to. And then if it ends up doing the whole fucking Republican watered down bit and it becomes some like just, you know, bill that's just like has a cool name, but doesn't really do anything. Yeah. I also liked how, uh, the Republicans used the pandemic as an illustration of why we should have shitty public schools. They were like, well, they didn't open uh, when we thought they should have opened. So this is a great argument for charter schools. Right. More privatization, please. Yeah, more privatization, more racist educational system. All right, let's talk uh, real quick about this Amazon uh, union drive. Oh, let's get it. Let's get it, Amazon. Mm. Uh, the so it's working, right? Yeah, they. We're getting, so we're getting the union. The vote was hailed as like a complete demolition of the drive for collective action, like for <laughs> employees of Amazon. Uh, I heard, you know, normally progressive NPR shows or WMYC, whatever, uh, on the media is like take that headline take it as a given that like socialism had been dealt a massive blow and then go on to describe just this like wildly unfair practice in the actual election and be like, huh? So that's, that's it. Like it's, I don't know, changing the venue, having massive like pep rallies that were propaganda after which you were like walked out to the ballot box to cast your vote. Uh, and so now the details are getting even worse. Uh, the Amazon's agents of, uh, allegedly threatened employees with closure of the warehouse if they joined the union. And they emailed a warning that it would lay off 75% of the proposed bargaining unit, uh, because of the union. So there it is. Yeah. This is, this is being reported in, uh, notorious uh, socialist zine Reuters, uh, <laughs> FYI. Um, what a fuck yeah! I mean, I was I was like, why don't we hear those stories? I feel like that's always like the threat of loss of job is like the first play you you want to make. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> goodbye to your fucking jobs then, right? Uh, so they must Fun. have done a good job of keeping that all very low. 
I mean, or not. <sighs> and the mainstream yeah, media now. is just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, you're Amazon. Oh, they're like, wait, that's bad to threaten? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm so far removed from the experience of people that would work in a warehouse. I didn't know if that was a good thing. <laughs> but it's, it just seemed like the way that this story was covered just accepted that union votes are basically like an election held in a dictatorship where it's just like every like everything is tilted in one direction they're in charge of like where votes are cast they're like physically intimidating you into voting a certain way and people are like big win for amazon let's move on to uh bezos and musk's fucking dick measuring space race like it's just i don't know oh boy yeah well you know it's (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like a I mean, do you realize they had to put so much into this because Amazon saw that the domino effect? They were like, we're, we can't handle this. If mm-hmm. this place unionizes, then uh, many places are. And then what? We got to pay people right. humanely? Yeah. That's not our business model. It's to grind people into bone dust and then put a prime sticker on it and have your little pool floaty at your door within 20 minutes. Yeah, that is... Like we we talked on uh, yesterday's episode about how like the primary like DNA uh, like central mission of Facebook is like expanding the user base and then getting those users to spend more and more time growth, and like growth, anything growth. that is counter to that is just going to inevitably fail until like something right. until that company is fundamentally changed like at a cellular level. Uh, Amazon's like big uh, innovation seems to be treating their employees like shit. And that's going to, uh, yeah, just like squeezing every last drop out of like that. But that seems to be the secret sauce, like at the center of it. With all these revelations, though, of what's happening now, that means that the people at the, what is it, retail, wholesale, wholesale and department store union can appeal the results and have possibly have them overturned. Right. That's what the this article was talking about, that like there is a board that has overturned several union elections over the years. In 2016, they overturned an election. Uh, the United Steelworkers Union lost by a decisive vote. And, you know, U.S. business lobbies were pissed. Uh, oh. They also like helped Trump overturn some, you know, pro-labor uh, practices so it's not it's not like a clear-cut thing where these are like they are i think considered to be more down the middle so it'll be interesting to see yeah well because he put someone all fuck he installed a shithead at the nlrb during his time there so right it, it was yeah, definitely makes a, sense. a wacky mm-hmm. wacky time you know i'm kind of hoping that you know as the the push for voting rights happens in political races across the country. I mean, like we're seeing horrible things happen in Texas and Georgia and all these other places where these horrible, you know, voting laws are getting passed. Like I would hope that that extends into workers voting rights because I know it's, it's not a political election and I know these kinds of like, uh, the votes are just different or the way they, they conduct these these kinds of votes are just different but it's like it should not you should not be able to intimidate your employees you should not be able to do, do all this this i mean okay let me tell you something daniel this is called america okay and i didn't start a fucking business with my, when my grandpa died and gave me his money to fucking pay people fucking yes, fairly yes. Yes. so i could have a yeah, smaller sea yes. dew boat 
I forgot. <gasps> yes, that's correct. Yes, no, but yes. uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I think is so fucked up is that it, we not enough American people feel that like these are rights rather right. than like, yeah. yo, fuck a mask. Where's my gun? Like yeah. it should be, yo, we shouldn't allow your fucking employer to fuck you. Agreed. Mm-hmm. How about that? How about that as a right? How about you shouldn't be able to go at anything where you have to advocate for yourself and you got goons breathing down your neck, threatening your Literally. livelihood? Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know. But yeah, I think that's just, I think there's just a, a bit of um, apathy that we have in terms of how we view our relationships to corporations because that's just, it's always felt like this sort of thing of like, well, what the fuck can we do? Right. But right. it's things like this that, companies like amazon fight tooth and nail against because that would begin to upset the balance of power like well fuck i gotta deal with this union like collectively trying to figure out what's best for them rather than me just being threatening to close the warehouse and that just used to be how i kept the profits up Mm. Mm. all right let's take one more break and we'll be right back And we're back, and this might be a might be a big summer for New Yorkers. Oh yeah, yeah. Mayor De Blasio uh, has told the masses that the success of the vaccination program has allowed for just straight up Central Park fuck fest. Yep, uh, I it's think back, baby. Oh, those weren't his exact words. That was. Just I mean, what... that's that's what New Yorkers <laughs> heard. I think, right? Like in in the New York Times, like they have that uh, like offshoot Grub Street uh, website. They keep calling it the summer of hedonism. Is what they nice. think. That's what they talk about the impending reopening of New York being. Um, but yeah, I mean, the plan is what fucking July first. Ev like yo gyms, stadiums, salons, museums, a hundred percent capacity. And this is what he said. This is going to be the summer of New York City. You're going to see mm. amazing activities. Uh, and, and he's hoping people will, quote, flock to New York City because they want to live again. Mm. Amazing mm. activity sounds like a scout leader more than uh, yeah. somebody who's like thrown out a party. That sounds like a sh- That sounds like someone like who like the religious kid at school's birthday. And you're like, oh, we're doing laser tag <laughs> exactly. or some shit. And they're like, no, but amazing there will be amazing activity. activities. I'm like, fuck out of here, Tim. We made our own double dare course. <laughs> where we dare you to follow Christ's teaching. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is going to be, I mean, it seems like when I just look at even Twitter from New Yorkers or other places like in the UK too, where they have like dates where they're all looking forward to being like, we're, it's happening. It's <laughs> the energy happening. is intense. And yeah. I don't know, you know, they call it the summer of hedonism, the summer of George, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but I'm curious how wild shit is actually going to get like if people truly are just like, you know, horses at the fucking gates, just being like, I need this motherfucker to open. Cause I'm mm. fucking gone. The second I hear that bell, or if it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, we did this. We had a little fun over there or, you know, or like, you know, the fucking Starbucks is going to be the new turn up spot. Oh. <laughs> Man, I don't know about your neighborhood, but it already is, babe. <laughs> I mean, that would be sick. I would, yo, Daniel. What we should do is uh, go around the city with like massive PA system and yes. just like st- and just blow parks out with and like music sets. Yes. Yeah, turn them out. I feel like I would. I feel like that's a new thing. I would probably be inclined to do. Be like, yo, he's like random turnups happen at these parks. Shit, it, it'd be college all through. over again. Yeah, 
Was that and a thing that used to happen? Like, I, I remember seeing it in Back to the Future with the mayor, the mayoral election, right. where they're, like, driving around with a massive speaker on top of the car, like, shouting Oh, old out school? Yeah. yeah. Is that? Vote for Donnelly. Great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not it's sure old it's school. school. Yeah, it's old school. But, uh, but you know, I feel like it'd be a lot. Speakers are so good these days. Now, you could right? do it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so certainly illegal. But, like, it would be a lot easier to carry enough power to make, like, a very small turn-up happen in a much more confined space rather than mm-hmm. having to, like, spend literally an hour setting up your two huge PAs, in which case the police just walk up and they're like, hey, nah. Right. Yeah, got, and then yeah, I'll, got I'll be like, you're on camera, officer. You better think about the optics <laughs> of this clip. And they're like, oh, shit, is that Playboy Cardi? Ah! You're like, hey, turn up. Propaganda, baby. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, shit, is this Trippy Red? <laughs> I love the song. Hey, man, I miss the rage, just like Trippy, man. Um, oh, man. So beyond the summer, uh, there are a lot of news outlets that have been speculating uh, that with rising vaccination, some parts of the country returning to a sense of normalcy, uh, we might see another roaring 20s, you know, the because I think everybody's memory of the 20s, the collective way we've remembered the 20s, because, like I said, we have just like a great man shaped version of the past and we're just like. Yeah, just focus on the rich people, and uh, that that's what was going on. So, you know, people see the 20s as the time of the economic and social boom that happened and gave us the Great Gatsby. And they're saying this because there was a pandemic, 1918 flu, that was the biggest kind of modern pandemic. There was also World War One. So everyone from the New Yorker, what what the new Roaring Twenties will be like, uh, Bloomberg, the 1920s roared after a pandemic and the 2020s will try. Uh, and somebody else was like, are you ready for the roaring 20s? But so our writer JM was like pointing out that the 20s were really bad. Uh, and for a lot of the reasons that like the past five years have been really terrible, like the 20s were the time of the resurgence of the KKK in America and just massive inequality that led to the Great Depression. Okay, but what about what if we what if we ignore that part? What about like the champagne glasses and like pyramids of champagne glasses that are being poured and we're all wearing tuxedos? Right. It's is that does that not resonate or (laughs) it's just (laughs) it's like we already have massive inequality and so to like set the goal like set our you know destination on right to be like oh you thought it was bad now yeah (laughs) like i feel like we already had this in the aughts like the aughts were sort of the the roaring 20s of the modern time because you know americans were off in foreign wars killing millions of you know iraqis and the top songs at home were like the black eyed peas telling people to like party and literally get retarded. Yeah. Ah, yeah, we're, yeah. Like, we're like, damn, okay, uh, let's, oh, fuck it. Uh, it's the odds, baby. We don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> that was the stand they took nope. is we should be able to say this right. uh, about how hard we're partying. And then also, I think more importantly, like the 1920s, the odds led up to a generation's defining financial collapse that mm. like we're in the midst of so i feel like that's 
I don't know. It, it's weird to be like, we've got some roaring 20s coming when, you know, we, we've already had the depression. We've already had the rise, like the kind of startling reemergence of like mainstream uh, white supremacy, like in the streets. And yeah, I mean, and, and I, yeah. and it's not that it was coming off the heels like, you know, fucking 40 million people dying from World War One either. That was right. That was another thing in people's minds, like in the lead up to the 20s at all. Like, shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, part of that, like, excess was informed by uh, survivor's guilt from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Historians, like, kind of with the uh, perspective that you get with 100 Gears are like, they were probably going off because like that pandemic killed so many people and it killed like young adults that was right. who it uh targeted basically covid has killed 2.7 million people worldwide and the 1918-19 flu killed 50 to 100 million uh and they were all like in their or they were mainly concentrated in their like 20s and 30s so like if half the people around you are just dying yeah you know that that leads to a very strange, you know. Yeah, exo uh, exo tour life hits different when you bump it back. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I don't really care, you <laughs> But yeah, I mean, shit. I don't know what. That's why I'm curious to see how it compares, because I, I don't know if we're dealing with the same energy, and I don't know if we're in the same points of like the ebb and flow of inequality and boom bust cycles that it's actually going to match up like that. But I don't know. I think, I don't know if this is just a way to like kind of in our minds, give ourselves something to look. It's like, yeah, it's so bad, but then we'll just completely fuck off (laughs) for the next 10 years and pretend that, you know, shit is, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it'll ever quite mirror the same thing because we're still in a period that you, you could argue that this is the 20s, the aughts were the 20s, that there are so many times when inequality is rising, fascism's creeping, and then there's a whole group of people who are like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, in addition to, like, some of the big, like, you know, resurgence of the KKK, the massacre against black citizens in Tulsa, and uh, there were multiple in America, there were also, like, a lot of the things that we fetishize about the 20s were actually super racist. Like, the jazzy speakeasies were only accessible to a small portion of wealthy urban and mostly white Americans. And the whole uh, temperance movement and uh, prohibition were driven by like racism and like fear of people of color, like drinking basically. And then they, you know, it didn't apply like, like many laws in American history, it like basically didn't apply to rich uh, white people. And it was just an excuse for the police to round up uh, whoever the fuck they wanted to round up, which, you know, I think I think it's the 20s now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like we just lived through this shit. Like, I don't I don't know. Right. Because it's like, yeah, there's a resurgence of, you know, white supremacy and nativism, like in a very like a non nuanced way. Um, And like just. There's like labor movements trying to fight against the corporations and things like that. It's or you know what it is. It's like we just never really fucking figured it out from the 20s. Right. You know, and it never ended, really. And it's just like this idea that we just sort of yeah. pivoted to World War Two and like the Depression and be like, yeah, yeah, that's that's the hot thing now. World War Two and the Depression. Right. 
the 80s could also be seen very similar to the 20s and that it was like you know they just focused on the rich people and like reagan and country clubs and meanwhile he was just letting aids ravage the country and you know ignoring poor people and destroying unions and shit which was a big part of the 20s also is that they is, we're just describing we, all right let's do the 90s next okay so <laughs> <laughs> you know Fuck. what i mean like it's yeah, just yeah. really it's like it's almost weird like where we started being like we don't want another 20s and we're like shit has not changed since the fucking 20s like what are we doing and i think that's the, like the deception that we have of history too is like that we can sort of act like there are these sort of endpoints to these periods yeah because the chapter is different or the decade numerically changes wherein we've not addressed any of the ills so they just sort of take different shapes and metastasize and you know look at us today yeah i mean 100 the war years on, 100 year lesson yeah the war on drugs was not just a thing relegated to the 80s or 90s but it was exactly what i was just describing with prohibition it was like an opportunity for law enforcement to basically uh weaponize racism and make yeah. it part of they're yeah. like, oh, what do uh, what do Mexican immigrants like? They like smoking weed. Okay, well that's uh, that's illegal now, right? What else? Uh, and then we'll and then we'll use that. We'll create all this like this threat of uh, out of control black and brown men who are high to then you know create more uh, even stringent laws. Because yeah, it was just more about being like, okay, what do they like? Okay, let's make that illegal. The government's prohibition bureau literally deputized Klan members. Uh, which sounds uh, shocking until you look at the number of people who were law enforcement officials right. who were raiding the Capitol. Oh, they're like, no, I'm good. I got my badge under the, the <laughs> rope. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. you know, I am. I am actually. I am the deputy. So. Right. Shit. All right. Well, stop, <laughs> stop saying. Stop saying. Hopefully, like, are we headed for another? Roaring 20s, because... Uh, How about let's look at... If we're observing inequality right now, we need to address it and not try and synthesize it through, like, fucking weird movie tropes and sh shit from culture to be like, is that yeah. what this is? It's like, no. We haven't yeah. fucked... We haven't dealt with our rampant racism. We haven't dealt with our rampant inequality. And it just keeps taking on new forms and we just give it new labels when it's all this... It's just the same thing over and over. Yeah. It's just on this season of inequality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Daniel, as always, such a pleasure having you. Oh, can... Gosh. Gosh. The almighty. pleasure is truly mine. Where can people uh, find you, follow you? How well, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at DJ underscore Daniel, D-A-N-L. Wednesdays and Sundays, baby. Yeah, yeah. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, there is actually from iHeartFam uh, podcast host Bridget Todd of the There Are No Girls on the Internet podcast. Yeah. Love that pod. Everybody should take a listen. I just uh, a tweet that garnered a lot of sympathy and a lot of love from me or sympathy more specifically. The second Moderna shot is no joke. I haven't been this out of it and fever since the last time I was real sick and brought what I thought was a hard-boiled egg into bed with me for a snack, and only realized it was raw when I tried to crack it and got yolk all over my sheets. <laughs> God damn, Bridget. I'm so sorry, Bridget, but we love you so much. And uh, yeah. stay strong. Stay yeah. Strong. Vote for a podcast uh, on the Webbies. I think it's nominated for oh, a yeah, Webby. Oh, yeah, nominated for yeah, a yeah. Webby. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. There are no yeah, girls go on the internet. Indeed. Go vote for Bridget Todd. Also, huge techno heads. In so general, if, if, if there's ever an opportunity just to give Bridget a vote, just 
you know, yeah. send yeah, it, it out there blindly. Vote Bridget Todd. Write right her in for any Vote Todd. Vote Todd. Vote Todd. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me, Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray with the at symbol before that. And mm. then uh, twitch.tv slash 420dayfiance. Where, you Let's know, go. Tuesdays and Fridays talking reality nonsense. Oh, good. So we don't have um, any crossover. Thank goodness. Say, what who? What now? I said, so we don't have any crossover. People don't have to decide which Twitch stream to watch. They'll pick yours, bro. I don't, you know. <laughs> come on, Miles. Come on. You know, you they get don't want to see two me. nearly 40 year old people smoke weed and not know how to use I Twitch. I do. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that. But the takes are so fire. I mean, it's uh, there's a there's a level of consciousness I tap into there that uh, Hell yeah. can only happen with reckless uh, smoking. Let's see a few <laughs> tweets that I like. First one is from Zach Sillerberg, and what he did was, it's, it's, I hate to describe it, but what he did was he took a picture of Shrek talking to the donkey, but then he turned Shrek blue and made him look like Dr. Manhattan with the hydrogen, like Adam somewhere on his forehead <laughs> yes. with the white eyes, and it says, I'm tired of this swamp, these people. I'm tired of being caught in the layers of their lives, and it just looks so stupid. <laughs> Shrek is Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Let's see. Another one is uh, Kadisha at no M G at E M M E G. She said, if you drink black coffee, I know you'd be doing your job at work. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole other that shit hits completely different. And then one more. This is from T T. I don't know, man. I'll retweet it. it This is not even words. This at or this handle. My therapist. How are you? Me. I'm okay. How are you? I've done that. Chest so pass it right back. Times. Right back. Yeah. Hot potato. I'm good. What about you? You all right? Yeah, what's new? How and then like follow up question asking them I'm about good. something they had mentioned to you? Right. And then and then or they'll they'll let you say and they'll say, Oh, okay, no, I'm fine. I'm just just seeing if anything's new. Yeah, no, it's good. You know, the weather has actually been really good. And you know, I fucking hate my dad right now. You know, he did some shit uh, over the weekend and then you're like, Oh, thank you. I could only keep the walls up for so long. <gasps> Saint Vincent Price tweeted the funniest genre of song is <laughs> Look out, dudes, this woman only wants to fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Andrew Nadeau tweeted, your story reminded me of a related story. Well, not really related. It reminded me I like to be the one talking. <laughs> yeah. You can find me on nice. Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about. Well, it's a song we think you might enjoy. Uh, Miles, what song are we saying? Hey, maybe check this one out today. It's not just, it's not just a song. It's Friday, okay? So you need to watch some Friday. enjoy your time. You, what you need to do is watch Swarty at Secret Sky yeah. 2021. The Thank live you. performance. This is the puppetry, baby. So check this link out in the footnotes. It's not just a song. It's a whole audio-visual experience. And you know the recommendations from DJ Dan are infallible. So oh, check this one out. Also, uh, shout out to... I, I feel like I went a little hard on Math Demigod uh, up top. Shout out to you. that we. I do greatly appreciate you uh, knowing that we Rob's were at sweet. 900 episodes. You're, you're a sweetheart. We love you. He's a mod for my stream. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, okay, Mod Squad. All right, never mind. Forget that shit I just said. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, but you don't mod for us. Okay, I see. Okay. Hmm. Oh, all right, all right. The Daily <laughs> Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Woo!